Hello everyone, I'm Christopher Tan and welcome to Providence Money Wisdom, an original podcast inspired by my book Money Wisdom, Simple Truths for Financial Wellness. In this podcast, I'll be sharing simple financial truths to guide you in navigating through the minefields of misinformation and false promises in order to achieve financial security and peace of mind. Hello everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Money Wisdom Podcast. As the year comes to an end, I would like to take this opportunity to wish all of you a blessed Christmas and a happy new year. For those of us who are Christians and celebrating Christmas, may the love of God, His joy and peace fill your family and your hearts even as we remember the birth of Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Planning for your child's education They say, give a child a fish and it will feed him for a day. Teach him how to fish and it will feed him for life. How true it is that training our children to be independent is the single most important thing for parents. For them, that means ensuring they grow up with the right attitude, right moral values and right skill set, etc. But I believe for most parents, one of their greatest concerns would be to make sure their children receive the best education possible. I should know, since I'm a parent myself. Although I'm a believer in making sure my children grow up with the right positive attitudes in life, I also want to make sure that they pass their exams, move up the education ladder, and at least finish a university education. It is not that I put so much value on that piece of paper, but rather, I believe that going through the entire process allows the mind to be trained. I like to think that I'm not the only one with this mindset. Just look at the number of enrichment classes and tuition classes that kids go through nowadays, and the various programs available to preschoolers such as Montessori, Shikida, and many others. It leaves you with no doubt that the children's education is indeed the number one concern amongst parents. Besides what I've mentioned, there are other reasons why parents should be concerned. Consider the following. Firstly, the cost of education is rising at about 6% per annum on average. This means it will be increasingly more expensive to send children to university. Secondly, for parents hoping that their children will get a scholarship, numerous news reports are highlighting the increasing number of students getting perfect scores for their A-levels and good extracurricular activities. This means that it will be more difficult to get a scholarship. And thirdly, worse still, when children are ready for university, it is usually when parents are about to retire. Understandably, there will be a fight for money. As a parent, should you give the money to your kids or use it for your own retirement? Well, most likely, you will give it to your children. That means you cannot retire till much later. What do all these mean to you? Well, it is going to be more expensive to send your children to university and funds will be limited. Ultimately, you may still have to pay for it. If you don't plan ahead, 
your kids may be ready for university, but you may not be ready for them finance-wise. So let me talk about studying in Singapore or overseas. Well, oftentimes a decision that parents have to make and it is indeed a dilemma. Considering most parents are concerned with their children's education, it is natural for them to ask if they should send them to a local or overseas university. Many of my clients whom I've spoken to say that a local education will suffice. They cite high standards of Singapore universities and close proximity to their children as some of their reasons. However, deep inside, they recognize that the main reason for them to opt for local universities is the high cost of a foreign university education. Let's look at some of the major considerations on tertiary education. Well, firstly, there is cost. It is a genuine concern for almost all parents. In a research done by us, the average cost of education across different faculties in the Singapore, UK, the US and Australia are found to be rising. Based on the 2018 figures, a four-year non-medicine program in a local university cost an average of $92,117,400 for Singaporeans and permanent residents respectively. A five-year medicine program cost an average of $217,500 and $280,000 $600 for Singaporeans and PR, respectively. This is, of course, a lot lesser if we compare to a whopping $414,600 for a four year non medicine program in the US and $877,700 for a seven year medicine program in the US. Please note that these numbers are an estimate for planning and I quote 2018 numbers. So things might have changed today. The actual cost would depend on the actual university you intend to send your children to and the currency exchange at the time of their education. If you think the enormous sums involved are worrying news, Wait till you see the future cost of education for these universities in 15 years' time based on the estimated inflation rates that I've quoted. The cost of sending one child to Australia for a non-medicine program will be close to $490,197, whereas for the US, close to about $715,000. Even the estimates are not the most accurate, even if you have calculated wrongly, halving the figures would still mean an amount of about 245000 and 358000 for Australia and the USA respectively. If you have two children like me, it means double the figures. So what is the lesson here? When deciding whether you should be sending your children for tertiary education, you will definitely need to look at the reality of how to provide it. Now, let's talk a bit about available causes. 
Another consideration for parents in deciding whether to send their children to foreign universities is the availability of specific courses. Some atypical courses such as astronomy are either not available in the local universities or are taught better in another country. Thus, if you want your children to pursue such courses, you will have no choice but to send them overseas. In this regard, I'm not one who will force my interests on my children. I encourage you to have an earnest discussion with your children about their interests and pursuits. This is because while you may like them to take on such courses, it is good to ask if your children would like to go for such degrees, no matter in an overseas or local university. As a parent myself, I would like to be ready for my children when they are ready for tertiary education. Of course, it must be within my means to support them too. But if I could, I would like to start planning for that possibility now. Well, the good news is one of my child, the older one, has already finished his university education in Singapore and is today working. And the younger one is doing the final year in an Australian university. I'm thankful that I planned for them in advance and both of them are on track to finishing their tertiary education. Now, the next thing we might want to consider would be the education system, which is an important consideration very close to my heart and also, well, in the hearts of many parents. But it's our view of the Singapore education as compared to those overseas good enough? I'm one who does not believe in paper chase. I strongly believe that education is for the purpose of training of one mental faculty, emotional well-being, and character for the working life and life itself. The paper is simply a recognition that one has completed a course of study. It means nothing if one does not derive practical benefits out from it. If you share the same values as I do, then take efforts to understand the education system behind the various education institutions before sending away our precious children. Recently, a client of mine shared with me that he had sent his daughter to Australia to complete her secondary education. His intention was for her to complete her university education in Australia. He added that since sending his daughter there, they have been happier. I discovered that his daughter was previously in one of the top secondary schools in Singapore, though not in the best class. She was constantly stressed over the amount of homework that she had to do and was not doing well. Comments from the school were that she was not catching up with her peers and that she might not be suitable to be in the school. After all, it was one of the top schools in Singapore. My client's daughter was obviously demoralized, but after spending half a year in Australia, her grades improved, and the school there commented that she was a bright girl. They also noticed that when she first arrived, she liked to memorize facts instead of applying them. The school curriculum puts more emphasis on application. Thus, rather than having her memorize facts and formula, 
They encourage her to apply what she has learned. They also spend time training her on how she can find the resources she needs for her studies. My client's daughter is now a happy girl. Class finishes at about 4pm each day and they teach her a sport or a game each semester. The idea is not for her to do well in every game or sport, but rather to be exposed to it. The happiest thing for her is that there is very little homework to bring home. If she had stayed in Singapore, she could have remained an unhappy student. Of course, this happy episode applies to my client's child. There are other stories where parents decide to transfer their children back to Singapore because of various reasons, including the realization of the better education standards here. Indeed, it is true that to have the option to send your children for education overseas, you need to be financially able to do so. In the case of my client, he is able to do so easily because he is a high net worth individual. However, for many of us, we need to be financially prepared when or if that day comes. Reflecting on my client's story, I cannot help but to think about my own son, well, at that time, when I first wrote about this many years back. Well, for my son, whom I think would benefit greatly from receiving an overseas education. Like my client's daughter, but unlike my client, I would have to prepare financially given the significant sum of money involved. Regardless, as parents, you will have to make your own judgment with respect to the education system and what you can afford so that your child's potential can be developed to the fullest. Well, like I've shared earlier, over time, somehow my son got used to the Singapore system and decided to stay in Singapore to complete his accountancy degree here in a local university. As for my daughter, we felt that an overseas education would be more suitable for her and that is why she went overseas to do her university studies. Well, the next scenario or the next consideration that we might have to think about would be whether my child, our children, whether they will have a place locally because, well, for unique circumstances or for whatever reason, they may not have a place locally. This scenario is very real. Some children may not have a place in a local uni. With only limited public universities in Singapore, it is a reality that not all who graduate from junior colleges or polytechnics will get a place in any of them. What if my children don't make it to any of the local universities? Thankfully, there are always part-time courses, distant learning programs provided by a host of public and private education institutions here. However, if you are inclined to providing only in-campus study for your children, you will have to start planning towards the possibility of an overseas education. And in the next episode, I will talk about what we should do. Thank you for tuning in to Providence Money Wisdom. I will be back soon with the next episode. For more information on my book or Providence services, kindly visit Providence.com. 
I'll see you the next time. All analysis, views or opinions from interviews, recommendations and other information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein are provided for general information purposes only. Information expressed does not take into account any specific situation, particular needs or objectives and should not be construed as specific advice or a recommendation. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal or tax professional before taking any action. Provident Limited does not accept any liability for any loss whatsoever arising from any use of the information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein. All contents and information contained herein may not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part by any means without prior written consent of Provident Limited.